The Minnesota Lynx don't care what you think of their playoff chances. A fantastic weekend of WNBA playoff action. We're going to get into all of it. I'm going to break down what I've learned, what I've heard, and what's ahead. Lockdown Women's Basketball starts now. Welcome to Wallet. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Bet you thought you knew how it was all going to go yesterday, didn't you? Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDonald. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. More than 100,000 of you showed up in August. We are on track to break our record once again in September. We come to you six days a week. It's why we have grown as fast as we have. We keep showing up for you, and you keep showing up for us. And of course, when I say we, it is not just me. It is the entire incredible team over at The Next, thenextsoups.com, where you can get coverage. I'm sure you have been all the time. Sign up for our free emails. Make sure you subscribe if you can. $9 a month, $72 a year. You get over 100 reported pieces about women's basketball every single month. We're going to have reporters covering all 12 WNBA teams all season, all seven still in the playoffs. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. Segment one, we're going to talk about the winners and losers from yesterday's games, the Minnesota Lynx having defeated the Connecticut Sun. That series is fascinating. We're going to start there. Also talk about the Chicago Sky, whose season ended yesterday at the hands of the Las Vegas Aces, what it means for both of those teams as well. Segment two, we're going to get into what's ahead for Tuesday night. Liberty Mystics, what we learned game one from the Liberty win, and the wins with a real lesson, the difference, frankly, with the Atlanta Dream and the Dallas wins. Who's got playoff experience? Who's still learning? More of that in segment two. But let's start with what happened yesterday in the early game. And so here's sort of your, your caveat to kind of lean into it, okay? Coming into the season, I think on paper, you had to think the Minnesota Lynch had a good chance of being in the lottery, not making the playoffs at all. There are people all over the league who would tell you they thought that. They made it, but if you go inside the numbers, they did it with a sort of sleight of hand, right? You know, their net rating was that of a non-playoff team on balance. They did this despite the fact that Mr. Collier missed a little bit of time. Lindsey Allen, their floor general, missed a lot of time and is still absent. So you are asking Cheryl Reeve to put it together with essentially rolls of tape. There's a lot of talent on that team, but it's not necessarily something where you'd say, oh, I see how this fits together. I see how it logically comes together. I see who the point guard is. I see who's going to cover Alyssa Thomas. You know, all these basic things where you say, hey, that's a great season. They made the playoffs. It's really impressive. They go out, lose 90 to 16 game one, expecting more of the same on Sunday. And I will cop to it. 
I did. I thought the chances of the Minnesota Lynch coming out of Sunday with a victory were remote. And they didn't just win that game. They controlled that game for most of it. They were up 65-49 for the Connecticut Sun, who were an excellent team, made a great run at home, got to within two points, 65-63. And you're just sitting there saying, geez, are they going to be able to hold on? But Nafisa Collier, whom we've talked about this on the program, and we've talked about it, frankly, with her on the program. Uh, Nafisa Collier, a frequent guest here at Lockdown Women's Basketball. Nafisa Collier is one of the elite players in this game. Nafisa Collier navigating a back injury, suffered mid-game, played 38 minutes, 26 points, 13 rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block, did a little bit of everything. Very, very impressive game. Matched by Taylor McBride with 28 points. She did not come out of the game. Eight rebounds as well. Uh, my favorite stat. Oh, Cheryl Reeve doesn't have a point guard right now to speak of. Oh, Jessica Shepard, her primary secondary option, was doubtful on the injury list, ultimately did not play. So what do you do? Oh, okay. You get six assists out of Dorka Yuhas the rookie center, and another five out of Rachel Bannum while she comes off the bench as a shooter. Rachel Bannum, who also hit the dagger of a runner in the lane with just under a minute to go to put the Lynch up nine and put this one away. The pride of Minnesota now helps send her team back to target center for a winner-take-all game three my goodness, is that going to be fascinating on Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central. You can be sure that Lynch fans are going to pack the target center for that one. And suddenly we are faced with the specific issue with the best of three. I spoke to a number of coaches on the record, off the record. Everyone thinks, OK, three is better than one. And I didn't say it for myself as a reporter. It's better than you have the three seed and you host a winner take all game and you can lose in one game what it took an entire season to build. But two, two, one makes more sense than two, one. It does. And you have the time for it. I've talked to Sandy Brandello of the Liberty about this. You have the time for it. It shouldn't be that the decisive game is where the lower seed plays, but Everyone knows the rules going in. If the Sun wanted to win this, they had to take care of business in game two and avoid it. They didn't. That's where we're at. And I'm going to leave you with one final stat on it before we get into the aces and the sky. Connecticut shot 16 for 30 from three. The great Jacqueline LeBlanc wrote about it for us over at the next. But this has not been a great three-point shooting team. It's been a fine three-point shooting team. And even with Delana Bonner shooting six for 10 from three, they were seven for 20 on Sunday. 35%. League average, effectively. Nothing wrong with it. But that wasn't enough to overcome everything else that Minnesota did better. And so you, you sit here and you wonder, well, I wonder anyway, was Game one, the outlier, or was game two the outlier? And we're going to find out on Wednesday night in Minnesota 
It's going to be fascinating. We'll have Terry Horseman, our Lynch beat reporter, on the show tomorrow to break it down for you to get ready for it. But um, yeah, this this uh, this head coach for the Lynch, Cheryl Reeve, uh, is new up and coming coach. Um, I think she has a chance to really do some things in this league. You know, uh, yeah, bet against her at your peril. The other game yesterday, and it was not in doubt, and it was not surprising. I think to many was the Aces took care of business. They won 92 to 70. Uh, we're now left with Chicago to figure out in the offseason a lot, a lot this offseason. Who's the coach going to be? Who's the general manager going to be? They signed Kalia Copper. That's a big deal. So they've got their signature star. Now you're building around her. They got a lot of questions to answer. Um, I'd be remiss not to point out um, show guest of the past, Dana Evans, 22 points in 25 minutes. Dana Evans proved herself this year. Dana Evans is a figure to be reckoned with in this league. Um, but just before we get into segment two, just the last of it on the Aces, Asia Wilson with a game of absolute brilliance. Let's not lose sight of it. 38 points on 23 shots from the field, 16 rebounds, four blocks, three steals, uh, I, I want to shout that out first, but the second part I want to shout out was Kelsey Plum hit a three, put the aces up 20, under four to go. This game was over. Timeout on the floor. Asia Wilson comes back out after the timeout. She gets scratched. You know, she it was like a like a a, a really unnecessary injury. Rest your stars where you can rest your stars. I, I just, I, I don't understand why Becky Hammond does this. I legitimately don't understand it. There was no reason for Asia Wilson to be in that game when she got injured. Chelsea Gray played 36 minutes in a game that frankly was not in doubt. Jackie Young, 34, Kelsey Plum, 35. Rest your stars. I, I, if, if you have designs on making it and winning the WNBA finals, there is a, another team with equivalent talent, and I would argue more depth, potentially waiting for you in the finals. Rest your stars. Asia should not have been injured in that game. Asia should not have been in that game. So more on that team, the Liberty, of course, and the other side of the bracket. But first, I want to talk to you guys at home about FanDuel and FanDuel has a really interesting offer for NFL fans. So for those of you in Minnesota, the team that disappoints you, the team that doesn't do what the Lynch uh, do on a regular basis, the Vikings, they play in the NFL, the National Football League. So right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So again, $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. You can use it on anything, you know, spreads, player props, over-unders. You could do a parlay, right? You know, assuming that the Lynch will come through for you and assuming that the Vikings will not. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Visit FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. It's just been fun. You know, there's been all this conversation here in the New York area. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, the finest state. 
And this talk about, oh my God, New York sports, what a disappointment. New York sports, they never come through. Liberty are 32-8 and eight in the regular season. Liberty are pretty exciting to watch. Uh, we talked to Sandy Brondello to Sabrina Ionescu about this, some other players as well, Brianna Stewart. Uh, you know, they pointed out, they said, you know, listen, okay, it's a little annoying, but we'll just go prove them wrong. And that capacity crowd on Friday night at Barclays Center certainly, certainly did not go home this point. As the New York Liberty took a one nothing lead with a 90-75 to victory over the Washington Mystics, to me, I spoke to John Paul Jones a little bit about this. So if you've covered John Paul Jones for the years like I have, she comes to these post games during her Connecticut Sun tenure so tense. She was so frustrated because there was so much resting on her shoulders. And if John Paul Jones was not a superwoman, the Connecticut Sun would struggle. I remember the 2019 WNBA finals and uh, the Connecticut Sun were one win away from winning in 2019. People forget not only that, but had a lead in the third quarter. But the games that they won, you know, JJ went 32 and 18 in game two, for instance. JJ would find a way to raise her game to a level that, and it wasn't just that year, she's the 2021 WNBA MVP. She had a very strong game on Friday night, but she was not the offensive focal point. Brianna Stewart shot three for 16 from the field. Very un-Brianna Stewart-like. The Liberty still won by 15 points. The Liberty pulled away. Sabrina Inescu had six threes in the second half. They're just able. I, th I think the better way of putting it when you think of it, and I've talked about they have the Noah's Ark of rosters. They've literally two of everything. They have two of all world lead guards in Sabrina Inescu and Courtney Vandersloot. They have two of six, five, six, six. I just, Brianna Stewart's technically 6'4", but with a 7-1 wingspan, you know, might as well be 6'6". Players who have won MVPs and can carry teams with, you know, with Brianna Stewart and John Paul Jones. You, you have multiple scoring options who also defend multiple positions. In Benajelani, who had 19 points, 19 and 8. She's your fifth option on offense. 19 and 8. And if she doesn't have it, you, you got Kayla Thornton. Steph Dolson's a weapon off the bench. Marine Johannes is a weapon off the bench. You got Jocelyn Willoughby. You don't even use her in the playoff rotation because it's not a necessity. And they go out and do this anyway. And so I bring it up just to say that, like, the smile on John Paul Jones's face post-game was maybe the most enjoyable part of covering that entire night. Uh, and in a night that... You know, Elena Deladon understood, all right, they're throwing doubles at me all night. Elena was muted scoring-wise, had six assists. She's an all-time great player. She took what the defense gave her, but the Mystics did not counteract that with other shooting elsewhere. They shot five for 22 from three. That will not get it done. It will not get it done. Not against the Liberty, not against the team, with that much talent. And so for all of that, the Mystics still have, again, Elena Deladon, a Brittany Sykes, who's reached another level, Natasha Cloud, 
who has no shortage of clutch performances through the years, Ariel Atkins, and of course, Maisha Hines-Allen, pride of New Jersey, who I'm delighted to see 21 and eight on Friday night. Maisha Hines-Allen, let us not forget, one of the best players in this league when she's healthy. Uh, Jen Hatfield wrote a great story over at the nexttubes.com to go check it out about Maisha, but she was at peace with what she was doing on the court, even though she obviously wanted better for her team. And so you cannot rule the Mystics out for all of that. Everything we just said, the Mystics come through and win on Tuesday night and they have a winner take all game Friday night against the Liberty at ESA down in DC. That place will be packed in part because Mystics fans show up in part because they only need 4,000 people to have it packed. Another conversation for another time. It's a tough place to play. That Tuesday night game is fascinating. Fascinating. We will be there, of course. I have the great Jackie Powell talking to you about it as well. Win or lose. We'll be talking about it on Wednesday here on the pod. It will be fascinating to see. But, man, if I saw the roster the Liberty had, I'd rest my best player. Four minutes to go, up 20 points. Don't mean to have a call back to segment one, but my head exploded when I saw that out of the timeout. I could not believe it. Still can't believe it. On to the Wings. On to the Dallas Wings, who had one of the great comebacks in WNBA playoff history. Down 20. Didn't matter. There's a lot of history there now. And the Dallas Wings took a one nothing lead, put themselves in a position to close out by winning 94-82 over the Atlanta Dream Friday night. Before we get to the wins, I do need to talk about Ryan Howard, and we've had her on the program. We've talked about her. 36 points. 36 points. She and Alicia Gray combined for 57. Rest of the team, 25. This is an Atlanta Dream team that needed to make the playoffs and did. And they've taken a progressive step forward. I'm a big believer in what Dan Padover is building in Atlanta. Tanisha Wright, one of the great young minds in coaching. They need to go through this to get to that. That's what it comes down to. Dallas Wins did too. And they did. And they experienced the playoffs last year. And you're seeing it this time around. Arike Agumbawale, not just 24 points, seven assists, was a playmaker for her team. Jerry McCowan. I mean, I, how many times can I talk to you guys about the efficiency of Jerry McCowan? One of the great young bids in this league. And, and I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll get it now. It just feels like the gap between what people think Tierra McCowan is and what she has been from day one in this league, even among, frankly, some of her former coaches. Latricia Travel knows what she's got. Tierra McCowan played 36 minutes in that game, not by accident. 17 points, 14 rebounds. The 17 points came on seven shots from the field. Two blocks, two assists. Tierra McCowan, 
efficient as could be. And then, of course, Satu Sabali was on my all WNBA second team and maybe should have been on my first team. 32 points on 20 shots. How many players are better than Satu Sabali right now? How many? That is a short list. Back with final thoughts in a sec. So as we consider the week ahead, things have been a little spaced out, but don't forget, semifinals start on Sunday, no matter how far this goes. So let's say the Mystics win on Tuesday. You still got Mystics Liberty Friday and the winner of that game turn around playing on Sunday. They probably thought they were going to Connecticut. They still might go to Connecticut. You certainly can't rule Alyssa Thomas out, Delana Bonner out. But they, they might be headed to, uh, well, no, headed home. Excuse me, I take that back. They were headed home regardless. They might have thought they were hosting Connecticut. They might be hosting Minnesota. We're going to find that out on Wednesday night. Aces, meanwhile, into the semis. Will they face the wings? Wings are pretty dangerous right now. Atlanta's going to have a little more to say about it, too. And if Atlanta wins, of course, that sets up a winner-take-all game three. Atlanta's been selling out periodically all year. Not an easy place to go win. So stay tuned. A lot more to come this week. A fascinating week ahead here at Lockdown Women's Basketball. As I said, we'll be back with you tomorrow with Terry Horstman talking about the Minnesota Lynx. All week, we're going to have great guests for you. Can't wait to be here for all of it. Of course, our correspondents will be checking in. Make sure you're subscribing on YouTube, especially because we've got these one minute shorts coming your way live from the arenas throughout the playoffs. We'll continue to give those to you as well. Until tomorrow, I'm Howard Magdal, wishing all of you a wonderful Monday. Welcome to Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.